One, two, three, four. everybody. Thanks for listening today. We really appreciate it. Today we're going to talk a little bit about a snapshot into geezers going back to school. That's because it's possible to learn new skills and knowledge at just about any age, and you can do this often for free or at drastically reduced costs. Now, we're not talking about the college lifestyle <laughs> that includes frat or sorority houses, all-night parties, and living on ramen noodles and beer. That wouldn't last very long Well, for it us. doesn't sound that bad, though. <laughs> No, we're talking about learning things now for just the sheer joy of learning and preparing yourself for a new chapter in your life. But if you're thinking of going back after being away for 40-plus years, be prepared. College is not like it used to be when the geezers were in their teens and early 20s. Now, I don't want to scare you or dissuade you from going back to school. In fact, I'd like to persuade you to try going back to school. But it's very different than when uh, the geezers were back in school than what it is now. If you're interested, you should look into pursuing this, and we'll talk more about that later. But, Jake, can you tell us what it was like when we first decided to go back to school and take a podcasting class? Sure can. Well, it all started when Dave started talking about a podcast, and he checked into the local tech school, and that they had a class that actually taught how to do a podcast. So it sounded like fun, so I was in. Now, the other benefit is that our age, when you're over 60, they have a program at the state schools that say auditing a class, which means that you don't get any college credits and you don't really need to pass a class if you don't want to. And in return, you get a super low rate. It's like sometimes it's uh, like $50 or less. You still get access to all the college has to offer. One catch is that you may not be able to get into the class that fills up with paying students, people that are under 60, so you don't find out until a couple of days before the class starts if you actually get in or not. Because they need to get their credits and stuff. Right, and the school needs the $400 tuition instead of a $50 tuition. So, but anyway, there was room for these two old geezers. We registered, got the map of the school to figure out where we were going, thought this is going to be a piece of cake. Well, the lifelong experience that we had in business world, we thought we had it made in the shade. Then, day one, we showed up into class. Dave, what happened? Well, so we walk into class, pretty nervous, and there are 27-inch Mac computer screens on every desk. And this was new to us as you know, we had our little notepad, pencil, pen, eraser. <laughs> so as class starts, teacher says, log into your account. <laughs> what? What account? We don't know. What, we have an account? We don't know how to log in? So we looked around at all the other students that are in their ages, their late teens, early 20s. They're clicking away. They're all logged in. Now, luckily, we're sitting right up front by the teacher, and we flag him down. <laughs> How do we get logged in? The screen is black. So our teacher's name was Chris. He's in his 50s, so that helped. He kind of took us under his wing, and at, at least one person in the class was close to our age, and that was the teacher. <laughs> so he came over and helped us both get on the right screen, where we learned uh, that we had to have a student ID, a username, a password, all that kind of stuff. So it started off pretty rocky for us. 
Well, then the next thing is Chris says, well, everything you need to know about this class is on the blackboard. So me, I'm looking around the room for the blackboard. Me too. You know, I, I saw a whiteboard on it, but there was nothing on it. So I'm like, hey, Chris, psst, come over here. We need some help. What's the blackboard? He kind of smiled and said, told the class to hang on for a couple of minutes while he rifled through a few of the screens to get to what was called the blackboard, which was all your assignments and all that kind of stuff that you need to know. So we certainly learned the quizzes, the grades, the class lessons, everything was on this virtual blackboard. Dave and I were writing furiously on our notepads, not to capture the subject of podcasting, but to try and write down what to click on, what our usernames were, what our password names were going to be in several different locations. Because <laughs> Chris did it so quick, I didn't see what they were I mean. know. And so we had to get the material to get ready for to just to present. That is all before we even get to any of the class content about podcasting. I was thankful I had deodorant on that day because I was sweating. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> so then the next step was to get to the book that's going to be used in the class. So it was nice that the book was free and accessible through, you guessed it, Blackboard. <laughs> so it took quite a while to figure out how to click on the right buttons to find out uh, where the book was, username, password, all that again. And you actually had to turn the pages with a button, which took us a while to figure that out. I went home that night and I downloaded the whole book on my home computer, which was a good move because uh, then I could access it when I was not in class. And at one of the breaks, the teacher, Chris, saw us and noticed that we were nervous, so he started to chat with us. And I think uh, that was to help us feel more comfortable. But we were told we were taking the class to learn how to make a podcast, and we planned to go live with it once we finished the class. It was going to be our hobby in retirement and maybe even turn it into a small business. So he got really excited and uh, then after class gave us a tour of the department. State-of-the-art equipment there, sound rooms, video recording studio, really cool stuff. And it turns out Chris was starting to think about retirement, and so he was intrigued by our podcast. Yeah, so, you know, after all, we made it through day one. What an eye-opener, but still <laughs> had the desire and energy to continue on for day two and class three. And the following weeks, it seemed that Dave and I were the only ones asking questions in class, willing to provide input for the teacher. You could tell that he kind of liked that because most students just sat there and not saying a word, but he liked our involvement. So with all these young students we had in our class... I mean, I couldn't help noticing that a lot of them were kind of good-looking young gals. Yeah. And after a while, I noticed, wow, some of them are kind of checking me out. Well, you're a good-looking guy, Dave, but, you know, so am I. They were actually checking me out. Well, I think they were looking at me. In fact, this reminds me of a song by Jim Lauderdale. She's looking at me. No, 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 she's looking at me. No. She's, She's looking, looking at, at me. me. Okay, then. Uh, I sure wish we could play that song on the podcast by uh, Jim Lauderdale and Ralph Stanley. They were excellent at it. But it's on YouTube, so if you have some time, check it out. It's called I She's did. Looking at Me. She's Looking at Me. Well, you'll get a kick out of it. All right, so let's get back on track. All right. Uh, I'm a little shaken right now, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to get back on track. You know, when we started to get into podcasting software, it was challenging again. New usernames, passwords, naming convention, edit buttons, sound noise, noise gate, compressing, wave files, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We learned a whole new vocabulary in addition to managing GarageBand software. Well, luckily, there was a teacher's aide whose name was Jeff. Uh, 
he was around late 20s, early 30s, and he was a resource that we tapped into. He's kind of a sound engineer guy, and he was really knowledgeable and helped us out when we got stuck. So after the class, we even hired him a little bit on the, to help us out on the technical side. And we would also run into our teacher every once in a while while we were doing a podcast at the school, and he always checked in to see if we had any questions or needed any help. And recently, uh, we asked Chris, our teacher, if he'd sit down with us to answer a few questions about his take on geezers going back to college. And here's a little bit from that interview. All right, so today we have uh, a guest in the studio with us, and it was our original teacher for our podcasting class at the tech school here in Green Bay. And his name's Chris Kuborn. It's a pleasure to be here. And this kind of makes us teachers' pets, doesn't it? <laughs> not anymore. I don't have any. I don't have to give you class, any grades. So. Anything goes here. Well, first of all, I I'd like to, to say I, I just have to be careful that I don't, you know, say anything inappropriate. <laughs> well, that, that's not going to work. We expect inappropriate on this <laughs> podcast. But I just want to say, first of all, thank you. Uh, you're a great first instructor for us to have. I mean, we walked in here 40 years since we've been in school. We didn't know how to do anything. And you were so patient and funny and willing to work with us on stuff. And I don't think we would ever have signed up for another class if it wasn't for you. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I could uh, help and make the class. I always take uh, students that maybe don't know a whole lot coming into a class, but are really eager to learn over anybody with any kind of experience that just kind of sits there. But now you just saw us set up the podcast here. We're proficient, fairly proficient, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a I'm an avid listener and <laughs> and uh and I moved you know, like like you on Facebook and you know and we share your that. posts and great. Yeah. I try to encourage everyone, you know, to listen because I think you're doing a great job. It sounds great from a technical standpoint. Um, you're doing all the right things. So, well, the gist of this episode, I guess, is uh, it's about us going back to school and should other people our age consider doing this? Because we mention it to people and we're almost universally met with, "I give you guys a lot of credit. I would yeah. never want to do that. They would never want to do it, right?" And yet everybody's pretty bored out there, and especially in winter, wondering for things to do. I have friends who are Uber driving just for stuff to do. You know. So what do you to. see? What do you see in the classroom with? retired people coming in does it happen often to you or like you know dave and i showed up but does that happen every semester or is it like maybe once a year i mean i do think it happens every semester um it's not the the main percentage of students that come in it's a much smaller percentage but we really like it because you're eager to learn a specific thing i mean most retired People are not coming in to do the whole degree area or even a certificate that we have, but they want to do a specific class. So like I said, it's great to have somebody that's eager to learn about a subject. You know they're going to ask questions, work hard, try to perfect it, try to learn what's going on. I mean, I, I take that type of a student all the time. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the other benefit of being older and taking classes, you can audit the class, which we both did, and that is that you only pay like 50 bucks instead of $400 for the class. Now, you don't get a grade or you don't get any, you know, kind of... Well, you do get a grade. We get a grade, but you don't get credit, you don't like get the credit. college credits yeah. for it, but we're not in, in it for that anyway. We're just in it to learn something, learn a skill, and then apply that skill. Well, so I'll tell you what, out. though, we, we do fight for the grade. I mean, we... We, we, after being in business all these years, we just aren't going to show up and do something half-assed <laughs> because that's not how business was. Right. You had to do good every day. So we do want to get 
good grades. And we get frustrated when we get a question put, wrong on a quiz or something. probably unneeded pressure on us just to get the grade. Oh, but yeah. But that's the side we're wired. You, don't, you just don't blow it off now. I just won't do it this week because that's just not the way it works. And that's probably partially my failing, but a good failing, is that I think it, technically if you audit, you don't have to turn in an assignment. You don't have to take a quiz. Like, there's really not that score. I, I could have left your grade book ungraded the entire semester, but, I mean, I think you get value and feedback from knowing where you stood. Well, right? yeah, you want to know, do we actually know how to do this, first of all? And second, even though it's 50 bucks, I mean, I paid 50 bucks. I wanted to learn this stuff. Right. And it was 100 bucks for a book. Right. So, well, in the time, you know, it's probably seven, eight hours a week in and between in and out of class, even sometimes more. So the time we're investing is, you know, is why we're doing it, you know, to try to learn. And so the money is a, only secondary, but it's nice to only pay $50 instead of 400 But you could get a lot of margaritas for that $150. bucks. <laughs> i did not realize it was just 50 bucks. That's I think pretty, it depends on the class, but it's been running about that for the one. Well, and that was like a three credit, so that's pretty good. Yeah, so. Yeah. I'd encourage all of the seniors, all the geezers listening to the podcast to to come and take classes that they that really interest them. Now, I was worried about how the other students would perceive us, um, and especially the first couple of days of the first class. But in both classes, they've treated us great. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I think they like it. We always start the discussion. We're, we're the first ones to answer stuff and ask things, and then I think it takes a lot of pressure off the shy ones. And, and then you see one by one, they start balling into doing it as well. Right. But has anybody said anything to you like these old people drive me nuts? No, not at all. I mean, we have, I have had over the years, it's my 15th year, I have had uh, older returning students which who may have asked a lot more questions and maybe because of the technology part of it, they needed more help with, with some things. And maybe some students got frustrated with the, the slowing down of the content because of trying to catch them up, but you guys were never in that. I mean, as well, much as you thought you were, you, you I think were we, not. I feel like we slowed it down. We and, felt like it, but, you know, at the end of the day, we still got the assignments done, and I don't think we commanded too much of your time, but. what's ha- We're getting hung up on the most simple things, like what button do I push to make this happen? Right. So if I'm down here, can someone help me with that, and who is that person, and where are they located? So there's a couple of things. In most degree areas, you have, well, we called them academic coaches for a long time, but I think we're switching now to tutor, back to tutor. Um, So in most degree areas, you have some student that's usually a last semester, like fourth semester. So is Jeff? So Jeff is ours for digital media. For this time, uh, he's going to continue into the spring, but next year it'll be someone else. Um, They get paid to help people like yourselves whenever you have any kind of question about that related area, and, and they're pretty good about expanding what they can talk about, you it's free to you, and whatever their hours are, are there, they're available. They also can make uh, appointments and but how meet you do outside we know of those times. Who this person is, how to contact them, that this even exists. Yeah, so it's a, it depends on the area. So for like my area, we put it usually in our class shells. We'll put an announcement saying, hey, here's the digital media academic coach. We have an area called the atrium where we have um, a big board where all of the uh, academic coaches for digital arts are available. So that's design, print, web, sorry, not web over here, design and print, um, digital media, photography, uh, Photoshop. There's one devoted just to Photoshop. Um, 
because there's so many people that use that program. So their schedules are posted out in our atrium and, and they're in that area and they usually put a little sign out that says they're the academic coach or tutor. And you just walk up to them and say, hey, I, I, I need some help. And then they can help you with whatever you're looking for. Um, less, um, less available, would, there's some tech things that you can do. But of course, if the problem is, well, I can't get to the computer or I can't log into the, this website or something, then this isn't going to help you. But there's LinkedIn learning videos that are available through the library that you can always go to. I think those are, you can get to the LinkedIn I, learning I think site. with the older people, they're not going to want to watch a video. Yeah, it's like or, YouTube, or but it's, it's more gonna focused. Wanna they're going to want a person. To yeah. The academic coach is the best way. And then if it's a general subject, like say they are taking math course or English course, then there's like uh, tutoring labs that are associated with the library that you can go there and say, hey, I need some help with math. And then they can take you to the math lab. So those are some comments from Chris. We appreciate his involvement in helping us out once again. Uh, now moving to the fall, we have about a dozen episodes released. We're trying to get more listeners and ways to improve the podcast, so we came to the conclusion that, well, let's go back to school again and take a <laughs> digital marketing class. What could go wrong with that, right? <laughs> and by that time, Dave and I are pretty confident with the whole college Conf scene and figured it should be a piece of cake for us. So we went ahead and registered like we did last time. We went to the room day before, check out where the room is just to make sure we know where we're going. Because we don't want to go to the wrong room or be late. <laughs> so we pop our heads in and there's this guy up front looking like he's preparing for his next class. And he said, oh, um, are you the instructors for the podcasting class or the next digital class? We said, no, we're, we're students. And so <laughs> it gave us a real surprised look. Well, so it starts out, I get an email from our new teacher uh, for digital marketing, Ronnie, before the first class, and he's already doling out homework. So we had homework before there was even a class. The class was on Thursday, and all homework was due on Friday. So one of the assignments was to buy the book for the class. Uh, not like the podcast class where the book online was free. So Dave and I thought, well, let's do this together. So we met at the bookstore to get the book that... Because we're afraid to go to the bookstore alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the girls are looking at us, though. But uh, so I'm thinking in my head, I'm going to go ask for a used book because I know when I went to college, you could always get used books for about half price. They so, were on fixed income. Right. So he asked the guy, I said, do you have any used books? I want to save a few dollars. The guy kind of looked at me strange and funny and said, <laughs> what's your student ID? So I gave my ID number. He entered it into the computer, walks in the back and comes out with an envelope, not a book. It's a sealed envelope. And he said, that'll be $94. I said, well, where's the book? <laughs> he said, this is your book. You go online, you put in the code, you have a password, you have a student ID, you run that through, and then you get the book. So I said to the guy, I guess there's no used books then, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, the electronic book again. It, we had no idea. So we get to the new class, digital marketing, and now there's no computers on the desk, unlike the last podcast class where there was one on every table. So luckily we still had our notepads and our pens and exactly. pencils and everything. Makes no sense to us, but uh, there are a lot of classrooms around here that have 27-inch Mac computers on each desk, yet we're in a digital marketing class, and there's none in this class. So class starts, so we look around, and every student starts pulling out their own laptop, yeah. and all we have is a legal pad yeah. pencil. And erasers. So, uh, But things started to go south from there. Ronnie, who was our <laughs> teacher, starts talking about an account that we need to sign up for. It's called Stukent. Here we are again, another password, username, 
ID code, but that's where we buy our book, and that's where our book is located. So just to get to the book, in our opinion, is a pain in the yeah, ass. It Plus, you have an electronic book, so uh, to get to this, you have to sign in to the software. Then you have to sign in to the book itself. So like two sign-ins. So that, that's a pain in the ass when you're an old guy. And uh, it's only available on the computer screen, so there's no way to like make a note or highlight something. It's just yeah. <laughs> and then to add to that, there's no computers in the class, so you can't even access your book when you're in the class. <laughs> right. Um, well, on your phone. Right. That's true. Which we ended up doing. <laughs> then there's a software called WordPress. Yet another username, oh. another password, <laughs> and it's a software platform that is. You can build a website on, and you can write blogs on. Um, but again, no computers in the class, so you, you're on your own. You can't do any of this in class. It all has to be outside of class. <laughs> the WordPress is the one that kind of threw me for a loop. Um, I ended up actually sending a little nasty note to our teacher about, <laughs> why didn't you tell me I had to know how to use this? And then besides WordPress, now there's a thing called Discussion Board. So we... <laughs> We had to use that. So I think you guys get the picture. Just when you think you have a handle on a college class, then the next one is totally something new, and you have to learn how to deal with it on the fly. Now, I'm sure when this is all over, we'll be happy to look at it and hopefully be able to set up our own Geezer Life website and have another means of communication with our listeners to grow the podcast. You know, we did meet with Ronnie, the digital marketing uh, teacher, uh, with a few questions, kind of like what we did with Chris, but we did this over the email chat. So uh, I'll read some of that to you. Um, one of the questions that we had was, you know, Ronnie, have you ever had other classes where other students, our students in your class are seniors? So how often does that happen? And is it common that they follow a certain subject or is it a kind of across the board? And so Ronnie's response was, yes, pretty much every class I instruct has a mixed of students from those still in high school to those that have worked for 40 plus years. Because I teach digital marketing specific courses, it happens all the time due to the interest of younger students in the industry as well as older students that have work experience, but they need to brush up their skills a little bit and going back to about current marketing techniques. I'd say social media marketing is popular with my older students because it spans many of our programs and many industries. I have video graph videographers, 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 <laughs> thanks Dave, uh, <laughs> photographers, graphic designers, podcasters, musicians, and even web designers, along with business owners, marketing managers, and influencers. So I had to ask Ronnie, I go, okay, Ronnie, what are your initial thoughts that come into your head? Now, be honest, when you see geezers and senior citizens show up on the first day of class, do you think like, oh, fuck, <laughs> these guys aren't going to know how to do any of this stuff? And Ronnie said, well, to be honest, I absolutely love having a mix of students of all ages. So keep this in mind, listeners, that uh, they are looking for us. They, they like to see us here. <laughs> well, maybe they like to see you guys. I'm not sure how, <laughs> what they think about the geezers here anymore. <laughs> but we as a college try to do is create an environment where we could all share our experiences. So in the instance of digital marketing courses, the younger students are seen to have an advantage due to being raised with technology at their hands since birth, and they're a great resource for older students. And we do ask we do ask these younger students to help us out. And they're really good about it. On the flip side, the older students have work and life experience that are important for my younger students to hear and see. So a healthy mix of ages makes for better discussions in class as those conversations are 
something he that he tries to nurture. And I do notice we usually start everything. Right. Jake and I, we start talking and asking questions. And then the young people start chiming in, but they never start it. Um, and Ronnie said here, when I first saw the two of you and you approached me before class, I knew I was in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what treat really means. Yeah, I, I got the sense you two were ready to get after the class, which is exciting to me, which we are. I mean, we're doing this. We want to do a good job. Most often, my older students are not shy about asking and answering questions, which guides the engagement in class. I feel like the two of you are ready to do that for my class. So another thing we asked, Ronnie, was what advice would you give senior citizens about going back to college? And what message would you give them to make them aware of that technology has taken over the classroom compared to what they might be used to? Well, Ronnie's response was, uh, first, it's weird for me to hear you refer to senior citizens. I think of students as students, all in different levels of experience and knowledge while also on totally different life journeys. Anyone coming back to college as what we call a non-traditional student, someone that didn't continue right after finishing high school. If you need help with Blackboard, our library, which we really haven't visited yet, right. um, is prepared to help. And they have also created tours of videos and steps through different processes. If you need any enrollment, we have an advisor, which we've used. That guy's been great. But yeah. If you have stress or anxiety, we have counselors. Now, we haven't talked to any counselors yet. I think yet. it's probably time We probably to go. need some school therapy. I definitely need the counselor. <laughs> uh, that will talk to you. Want a tutor or study group? Your instructors can help you facilitate that. You know, another helpful hint he said is returning students, libraries are different than they used to be. No Dewey Decimal System, I guess. <laughs> right. But we utilize our ton, we use a ton of resources and students, instructors, and staff all through the library. So I got to thinking about this last night, actually. One of the things he said here is a totally different life journey. And I think that helped me, that little snippet there, because mm -hmm. that's kind of what we're on here. You know, it, it is different. Now we're putting a ton of pressure on ourselves to get A's in class and do all the assignments right and everything, which we don't need to do because <laughs> you know, this isn't for a career. But we still want to do well. We're just used to that after all these years of being in school. And I would mention here, too, I think I said it before, but our tutor, Jeff, has really been great. So actually, everyone here has been fantastic. Right. It's just that we are kind of knuckleheads. Yeah. <laughs> so I do want to stress to everybody that's listening, going back to college after being away from it for decades has its adventures and challenges. But if you like that feeling where you, I mean, you really feel alive when that kind of stuff is going on. It's different than just sitting at home. By far, it's been a positive experience. So for those of you who haven't been in school since the 70s or 80s, or maybe even the 60s, you'll be amazed at how how nice the facilities are now. <laughs> where I went to high school was a freaking dump. <laughs> and now there's just so much more money has been poured into education. This place is fantastic. It's absolutely beautiful. And there's tons of free stuff here if you want to get involved with it, like art and music. They had African dance presentation at lunchtime the other day I saw on a poster here. Certain days they have free coffee. There's a really nice coffee shop yeah. here. Some days they'll have uh, a free lunch. So there's a lot of stuff you can get, and a lot of it's free. They have absolutely the newest technology here, and the younger people, this has been my favorite part. They've been very accepting of us. I thought they are going to freaking hate us. <laughs> so I can't stress that enough. You know, everyone's been great to us. 
And not just the girls who think that I'm hotter than Jake, even uh, some of the guys. Well, now we got to get back to this subject again. (laughs) So anyway, without going back to school, our podcast wouldn't even exist. And we now also do audio editing and even blog writing. And those are things that if we choose to, we could do for a third party and actually make a little money from. Right. There's apparently a lot of opportunity for if you want to audit or, excuse me, edit other people's podcasts. Uh, you can end up doing that because that's uh, something we're getting pretty good at that. A little specialized, yeah. Most people don't. Well, we know do how a to lot do of it because we got to cut a lot out. <laughs> yeah. Now it's sometimes a bit difficult when navigating the schools systems, <laughs> Blackboard and all that other stuff. But you do catch on just like anything else, and it's very rewarding afterwards, especially when you get a good grade. Right. And Jake and I, we do try to get our A's, but we get pissed off if we get a question wrong on a quiz or something. We actually study very hard. I probably put in, just for this one class, I'm going to say 10 hours a week. Yeah, Just me too. studying and doing yeah. quizzes and assignments and stuff. It's like a part-time job. That's right. But... Uh, we always try to turn in our stuff on time, and we try to make our assignments funny. So when we do blogs and discussion boards and stuff like that, we're kind of like old guys ranting about yeah, stuff. We want to do it to support the podcast, too. You <laughs> never know when to create a new episode. That's right. <laughs> now, sometimes we're saying cuss words when we're doing these homework assignments, but only until we figure out what the hell's going on, and then it's very <laughs> rewarding once the assignment's done. Uh, yesterday, I was all stressed out before starting our assignment, and then after it was done, I thought my... Uh, blog was actually pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I encourage everybody listening to give going back to school a try. I- if you're nervous, just try some classes like on cooking or photography, foreign language, even astronomy. And if you have a friend who would be willing to go with you, that takes a lot of the anxiety away. There's just something about having somebody there to hold hands with when you're struggling. <laughs> So remember, you can audit classes at almost all public universities. I'm not sure about the private schools. I looked into it a little bit. I didn't see anything. But I would say just check with their admissions office to see if they allow auditing. But most of your state-sponsored schools will. So I look forward to seeing you all in class. I'll be that hot old guy in the front row who can't see the video presentation and is furiously scribbing down every word that the teacher says because that's how he did it. Back in the day. (laughs) Back in the day, right. Geezer Life is written, directed, produced, and edited by Dave. And Jake. We do it all ourselves, except when we have to reach out to younger people to help us remember what buttons to push. If you enjoy our podcast, please like and subscribe, and even leave us a review. Let us know what topics you would like to see us address here on Geezer Life. We could really use the support so we don't have to live out our final years camping under a bridge, which is a really hard place to do a podcast from. Yeah, help us get better, because we're working hard at it when we could be napping instead. We now have several ways to contact us. Email at thegeezerlife at gmail.com, Facebook at thegeezerlife, and Instagram, thegeezerlifepodcast. Until then, see you next time, unless we keel over in the meantime. So eliminate the worry. It's the geezer life.